Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. I'm Jonah Heim. And you're Hi, this is Jason Garcia, and you're listening to Chris Section Davis with the Baltimore Orioles. Hey, this is Jay Gibbons. You're listening to Section Hey, this is Kevin Gosman. You're listening to Section 336, Baltimore's best sports talk. Today on the show... The Orioles have 99 problems, but a manager isn't one. But what about the general manager? Is he on the hot seat? Also, what should the Orioles do with all these struggling pitchers? There's just not enough potholes in Baltimore to go around. Finally, we will discuss if the Orioles should consider trading away any key pieces. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. I, of course, am your endearingly stuttering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by the Zany Bert Rode. Can we change my name to, like, the always positive, always optimistic Orioles fan, Bert Rode? Sure. <laughs> and the opposite of that, we're joined by the button-lover, Josh Soroka. Yeah, but... A couple times now I've watched uh, games with Burt. They've sucked. And then when Burt leaves, they do better. Hey. So I'm hoping when Burt ships off to Florida, the Orioles will do better. I'm hoping. This is my last show until I'm gone for the summer. I'll check in. But, but yeah, the Orioles should improve when I leave town. I feel like Burt's, uh, the thing he says most at a stadium is they'll say something real negative about the Orioles and then go reverse jinx for the win or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After he said something wrong. So I still get credit if they turn it around, but if they still suck, yeah, it is a win-win. You called it. Yep. It worked not at the yard for you. It did not work when we went to see the Nationals this week. Yeah, Josh and I went to Nats Park on Thursday to watch that debacle, but we rode together, Josh, so like I couldn't just leave early because you were my ride home. I had to stay the whole time. I know. You could have left the Richie Rich area. Yeah, the the, the, uh, Delta 360 Club behind home plate. Yeah, I enjoyed watching A plus. you guys on the old te- te- television. Now, not you, Bert. It was uh, Josh, his buddy Chris, was always in that in that scene. Yeah. yeah. That, that, the catcher shot. So you yeah. got to be real careful. Oh, I'm not picking your nose, <laughs> not doing anything real embarrassing. I made sure that as boring as the game was, I made sure I was not sitting there playing on my phone the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I was or hoping. like he, he didn't like was holding hands with the guy sitting next to him. <laughs> Wait, Josh, what's his secret life? I, or I, I, <laughs> see, I did have one moment where I, I know when Matt was watching the game at home, I thought about going. And since it's all you can eat stuff, uh-huh. I th- and I thought about just getting some really messy food and just being the entertainment for the TV <laughs> people and just spilling it on me while George I'm George Costanza style while I'm watching, you know, like way way face. too much mustard on my catch on my hot dog. Yeah, just have like or come back with just like a gigantic stack of the free food they had back. Yeah, in remember, there. remember a few years ago when the Orioles were struggling out west, and uh, uh, was it uh, not, a few years not, ago? No, no, not not Trebek, <laughs> the other late night host. Pat Sajak? Pat Sajak, who was sitting behind home plate, tossing a water bottle up and down and up and down. And he's an Orioles fan. Right. I thought I could be that guy and kind of give some type of entertainment to help in this uh, desperate need of of something because the Orioles are blowing these games in the first innings. Yeah. Yeah. At at least you weren't – you know, my least favorite thing about baseball, more than even Orioles losing, my least favorite thing about baseball is those people who sit behind the dugout or something, and every time the the camera – 
they're in range of the camera. They start waving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those guys. Yeah. Well, they're on their phone talking to their wives. Do you see me now? Yeah. Do you see me now? If, if I was Peter Angelos, the first thing I would do is not sign Manny Machado. That'd be the second thing I would do. <laughs> the first thing I would do is anyone who waves like an idiot at the camera, I would toss them out and say they're not welcome back in my stadium. Right, right. I, the guy I was sitting with tried that for a little bit. Chris and he thought he had the timing right of when the light would go red on the camera so he would know which he's like it's on me and start waving I they're idiots and yeah he, I didn't mean to throw your friend Chris under the bus no he, he his mom never saw him wave I was disappointed because I was sitting directly to Josh's right right where the television screen cut off so yeah. you couldn't see me so every once in a while I'd like lean my head in like I was whispering into Josh's ear just <laughs> you know so I could be seen on television but but hey that 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 spot behind home plate Nats Park, Josh ain't lying. It's sweet, man. I told Josh anytime he wants to invite yeah. me to go, I don't care if they're playing the Orioles. I, I'll go see the Nats play the Rockies for all I care. If you got those seats, hook me up. No, I'm really glad the Orioles do not have that section because I, I would never get there. But the fact that I get to go to the Nats once in a while, I, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy doing that twice a year. I told Josh if I was rich and those were my seats for every home game, I would be a gigantic fatty because – What's it's up? all you can eat, all you can drink. Pre-game restaurant? Yeah, Pre-ga- yeah it's, it's it's nice. There's like a restaurant where you have like cloth napkins and you drink your beer out of a real glass and everything like that. But then you go out to your seat and, and Larry, it's still takes care of you out there. The guy comes and brings you whatever you want. Yeah, it's for a bunch of snobbish one percenters. And when you guys walked into that place, I bet they could smell you as not really being belong <laughs> to their social circle. I, after, and there, I hope they snubbed you and, and huddled their noses at you. There was one moment like uh, during the first inning where the lady came up to us and asked to see our tickets. Yeah, like she didn't believe that like, we, yeah. we were supposed to be there. We had the wristbands. We were all there. And she wanted I to wore my it. Orioles polo shirt. So I tried to look the part. A bit classy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were definitely some schlubbier looking people than us back in there. Yeah. Like guys with no sleeves and stuff like that. That's oh, no. That's classless. Yeah. Should not be having that in the Delta 360 club. Though I feel like that's how some one percenters roll. Like I bet Steve Bashotti, if he would have rolled in there, he would roll in there sleeveless or something. If you're, if you're, yeah, because if you're there, if you're one of those one percenters that's there all the time, yeah. everyone knows you. You can, you don't, it doesn't matter how you behave. They all know you. Or look. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, but 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 not for you guys. You guys are not known. Right, right. Yeah, you it's guys not are nobodies. It's not our tickets. You guys are little cockroaches. We got. I want to be invited back multiple times, so we got to play the part. Wait a minute, Josh. Nobody went up to you back in the concourse saying, "Hey, aren't you the uh, button lover, Josh Soroka, from that podcast section three three six? No, no. Me neither. I don't think so. Not in <laughs> not in Washington. We yeah at Camden Yards. We can barely walk through the concourse without being recognized, but we go to Nats Park. We're like the uh, road team, you know. Nobody knows, knows who we are. Yeah, I, I, I lied. Those were a couple amazing wins by the Orioles against the Pirates. How about those games? Oh those yeah, both comebacks. That's all we're gonna talk that about. Right? Take a positive Some out of this. Orioles magic. I'm just still I mean, tingling with Orioles magic from those <laughs> games. Yeah, from Trey Mancini hitting a home run in the ninth, and then and then in the, the extra innings? extra innings. Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. Boom. Well, and that was Wednesday night. We recorded our last time we recorded was Wednesday night when they were playing the Pirates. Yeah. It was a night after night at the yard where they had an explosive comeback win in that game. Right. right. And uh, I know I left the studio last Wednesday when we're losing to the Pirates six to one or whatever it was, and we're like, forget uh, it. This game's in the tank too. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep mid-show on Wednesday. Yeah. I definitely fell asleep uh, before the uh, comeback win. Yeah, but a couple impressive comeback wins. And sure. Trey Mancini, he's an interesting guy, right? He's and we saw friend of the just, show, uh, to, to friend, friend of the show. He's been on more than <laughs> once, so we can say that. Um, but he, he had a, he had a bat to 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 take in Sunday's game where he got behind the count, then worked at three and two, fouled off a couple pitches and got a walk. Yep, it was just a walk, but he looks like a major league hitter. Here's a guy that we didn't know, we weren't for sure could he cut it as an everyday player. But Trey Mancini looks like he's going to be an everyday player. And he, and he's yeah, and defensively he's been okay in the outfield. Been, he hasn't been a disaster. He's been better than Trumbo. Yeah, I, I don't know what the what we the went a whole season with Trumbo, yeah, and I don't care about the nerd stats. Okay, <laughs> my eye says he's been better than Trumbo. Okay, and Scott can tell me I'm wrong when he better does than his a, podcast. Uh, Delman Young or something. Right, better than <laughs> Delman Young. Yeah, so so that's uh, that, that's a nice positive to see Trey Mancini becoming an everyday outfitter that we can plug in presumably for the next five or six years. Yeah. And yeah, since our last podcast, we got a new infielder. Yeah. And uh, who, uh, actually, well, I guess he, he officially he, he, joined the team for night at the yard. Yeah. yeah we was, talked to him about we, it. We talked about him. Wednesday. We, he's yeah. one he, of the names, the new names. Well, he's been playing this weekend with Manny's injury, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yeah. But, um, he's been surprisingly okay. Like, I don't mind him. 
I think perhaps I don't know how long he's around, but um, maybe that can help transition JJ Hardy out of here. I mean, uh, Trey Mancini is going to be in left field, you know, as long as he keeps playing well, presumably for the next five years, because Chris Davis ain't going anywhere for five years. Yeah, we're I stuck. Yeah. We're stuck with him. I think it's something going to be interesting to talk about in the future. I mean, I'm excited about the young bats. I'm excited about this baseball team. Mm-hmm. I think if you look at our best offense. Our best offense includes Chris Davis in the lineup, Trumbull in the lineup, Mancini in the lineup, all those guys in the Jonathan lineup Scope. at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're just talking about all those guys which are really first basemen. Oh, oh, Mancini, oh, Mancini, oh. Trumbo, Davis. Right, right, right. But defensively, that means you're throwing uh, – you're not your best def- defensively. What I would be intrigued to see happen next year is to have Chris Davis – I know they're not going to do this. I'd be intrigued to have Chris Davis swing over third base. Mm-hmm. Put Trumbo and Mancini at first. Did you see that game on uh, Thursday you, you at the Nats? Yeah, where they played Chris Davis at third. Yeah, Bert yeah. and I got that a good was, view of that. Yeah, your thoughts on Chris Davis at third base? Well, the Manny would have had it. Yeah. <laughs> now, well, there's that, a lot of balls that yeah, you can that, say that, about that. that was, sure. Right, that's anyone who's saying, playing third base. Yeah, Davis is as good as Manny Machado. No, but I will say it's been a while since Davis played third. My it favorite, was one game. Yeah, my favorite moment was the first time they did the shift and – the guy ran from first to second, and then he was just ran towards third because no one was at third base yet. There was some confusion <laughs> with who covers third base with, because they, when they would shift, they'd put Chris Davis basically in his first base position. Well, and the Nats were just running all over the Orioles that well, entire game. Trey they Turner. Like six stolen bases or something. Trey Turner is fast. Sure. And combine that with uh, Alec, Archer, Alec Asher yeah. and Obaldo Jimenez Trey rotations. Trey Turner is fast, but I don't think Trey Turner steals five bases every game. No, <laughs> no he doesn't. No. He saves that for the Orioles. Yeah, I mean, Obaldo uh, Jimenez has a motion, pitching motion that a guy like Trey Turner can get from first to third before the ball gets to the catcher's mitt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, literally, but. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I agree, and it'd be interesting. Cause you're, you're, you, now, your talk is – not because Manny's going to be gone, but move Manny to short. Yeah, I, I tweeted out earlier. I like to share my tweets on the air. Mm-hmm. Um, I tweet out early because I woke up this morning. Uh, I, did, I don't really look at the woke tweets. Woke up this the, morning. I don't, really, I don't look at all the tweets during the game, but I, I woke up this morning, and about half the tweets were referencing how we should trade Manny. And so I just tweeted out. So I guess every time the Orioles lose from now on, we got to tweet trade Manny. Yes. Oh, I added some new buttons for those fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Just in case we were going to go into a dark, a dark alley. So are are we the losers? Are the losers the people saying trade Manny? Yeah, yeah. Or is Manny the loser? Who's implied there? Uh, that was for the Orioles in case we were going to go down a really dark alley. <laughs> but um, you see, I threw you off, Josh, because I started the show positive, talking about Mancini. Yeah, and I'm always I positive. Threw, Everyone knows that about me. At you. <laughs> I just gonna get all those negative songs out there. I thought this is, I really thought this is the way the show was gonna go. I had to get these buttons ready. Oh yeah, I know, and, and I would be ready to jump on that train, but last I checked the standings, and I know everybody hates it. If the playoffs started today, again, no, I know. the Orioles would be in the playoffs. And and just and just cause uh and the, the team right behind us, I'm gonna say that because I'm, I'm a loser. I have one I'm more Josh. Yeah, I was limited to two. on the loser train. But you know what? The <laughs> Orioles are starting to hit the ball today. They've already got three runs, so I got another button for you. They just, bats just got here. It's been a long weekend. We're gonna. We're gonna have a music off here. Oh yeah, <laughs> right, Bert, your turn. Respond. I'm always positive. Oh, you want to go positive? <laughs> I can stick with the positive. Oh, that's classic. Or I got I'm taking the whole why not mindset just into this Sunday afternoon game. We can always go with uh this is Brock's wife, right? Brad Brock's wife? Isn't it Brad Brock's Cherry wife? Or something? Yeah. 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 I would listen to this song every day if it meant the Orioles were winning. She's so positive. 
Shut up, Bert. There's new persona. You're not fooling anybody, okay? <laughs> You're not fooling anybody. Did you notice, Bert, at Night of the Yard, I tweeted a screenshot of my phone with a preemptive tweet. I was trying to get people to keep me from tweeting, I think I might hate the Orioles. <laughs> but ever since uh, this series in New York, I've seen some of our favorite Orioles Twitter people actually tweeting, I think I hate the Orioles. <laughs> I hate the Orioles and I hate baseball. <laughs> I mean, here's the problem. I'll use yesterday as an example. It's Saturday. I hate Saturday 7.30 games because it's like all day I'm waiting for it. Finally, 7.30 comes. You settle down to watch the Orioles. And within five minutes, we're down 6 nothing. Yeah. That sucks. That, that ruins night, your that, Saturday night. That totally ruins my Saturday night that I was looking forward to all night. All right. So so, so let's get a, a couple to a couple things that people are saying. Okay. All right. I, I want to address a couple of them. One's a trade Manny. The other one's fired Dan, Dan Duquette. Let's start with the trade Manny talk. Sure. Uh, have you guys – let me first ask you this question. Just full disclosure, I can go back and check your Twitter history. <laughs> have you guys ever tweeted out – Trade Manny or something to to to. Similar, I did, uh, I did, but you know okay. that I did it like you because it you eggs on the the Twitter people. Okay, I don't the, think the, I have. The problem is the problem is I got more people agreeing than telling me I was yeah. stupid, and, and that's look, not what I wanted. You meant it as, as sarcasm, and people took you seriously. Exactly. Yeah. Um, would you guys it is now an appropriate time to like pick up the phone and start just listening. Hey, does anyone want Manny? Well, here's, here's what it comes down to. And we need to do this, Matt. Let's do this next week. We did this in the off season, but we've had got no, lots. Of, I want to do it this week. You want to break down the numbers this week? Yeah, I do. Oh, but I don't have the whiteboard screen ready. People are just going to have to use their own pen and paper. Yeah. Cause I, <laughs> cause I did a little math here. I did a little homework here. All right. Okay. All right. We'll do it today. So we, I, you're going to break down the salaries and yeah. show us that we can afford trade to, to, to afford well, to sign Manny. I'm just saying you shouldn't trade him right now. I'll say that. All much. right. Well, we did it in the offseason. Yeah. You'll go through it again that we can afford Manny, even though four hundred million for ten years sounds like a lot. It's only forty million a year. Yeah. Um, the so the the problem. <laughs> it's only forty million. Dollars. And who else? Who else are we going to sign for this magical no. baseball team? So the, the so it comes down to if you believe that they can work out the numbers. Yeah. To sign Manny. Uh, well, then, well, then you don't trade them. Well, if if they've decided there's no way we're not even going to try, we're like the, then you just let them go. I, I would I would disagree. I would say even, even if you know for a fact right now you, you're not going to re-sign him, I still want to. Well, you him. don't trade him now where he's crap. Well, I and I want to trade him. July. And he's got a hole in his hand. I want to trade him July, and and he and here here's why, um, because this team is not going to suck next year. This team, the window right. is still open next year. That's true. And the team's not going to suck next year. Who do we lose? Tillman? Yeah. That's and, it? And Ibaldo. So oh, thank goodness. <laughs> you lose the two worst pitchers in your rotation. <laughs> but listen to this. That sucks. Here's who you lose, and here are the numbers and how much they're making. Um, we lose J.J. Hardy, who who's going to – In In two years. No, this is his last year. Next year's an option for fourteen million. All right, so or that's a buyout gone. for two million. They're going right. to pay two million to buy him out. Oh, sure, yeah. All right, and um, that's right. All right, so JJ, how much does that save us? Twelve million dollars. All right, we got twelve million for JJ. If you, uh, Baldo Jimenez, who's making uh, he, 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 Jimenez? Yeah, who's the Baltimore? That? Who's making thirteen point five million this year? All right, yeah. so he's gone. He's All gone. right, so I'm so just going to round that down to thirteen. I'm going to be generous. Hyunsu Kim, who's making four point two million this year. All right, I assume he's gone too. The way that Buck. I assume Buck so. Buck. I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't. I, I might have him back, but I, I doubt he's happy back. being on the bench. Yeah, although he looks happy anytime the Orioles do he good. He does. He <laughs> looks happy. Uh, uh, Chris Tillman, who we get, who's making ten million dollars this year, and we can talk all the, how about how Chris Tillman's hurting the Orioles. At ten million dollars this year, he's hurting himself. He's hurting himself more than anyone. Like, like the fact that he sucks means he might resign with the Orioles. A halfway decent year, and he was going to get a huge contract. Yeah, if he sure. keeps on pitching like this, he's not going to even get a major league contract. He's going to have to. He's going to have to go to spring training and earn a job. Right. Um, Seth Smith, last year of his deal at seven million dollars. So, um, and then you have Wade Miley has an option. Uh, for two thousand twelve for uh, for twelve million dollars, I assume they're going to take that option. They got to because we need pitching. He's yeah. pitching really well. So so outside of that though, we're talking about and I did the numbers here, Josh forty six point seven five million dollars. They're going to have off the books and look at who they're losing: JJ Hardy, Obama Jimenez, Hyunsu Kim, Chris Tillman, Seth Smith. None of those players are players that you're you can't compete next year. Right, without. you're going to need some type some type of starting pitching, but yeah. Yeah. You got to sign a starting pitcher, but right. But the twenty three million dollars that you're losing with Obama and Tilly. You can go out and sign a starter, right? With with that money, yeah. 
So I see us as, as a team who's going to need to go out and sign one, probably two starters, but we're going to have the money to sign it. Any chance the Orioles uh, give Manny some money, kind of like the Nats gave uh, Bryce this year some money? What do you mean? They, they, how they signed him for like a little uh, – I don't know. They gave him some deal so he makes more money next year. I don't know. He's already Manny's – Manny's making like $12 million or something this year. He's, yeah. He's not, he's not starving. Um, but and, – and also, so if you want to trade, I, I, I want it – trading Manny means starting over. I'm not ready right. to start over yet. We have too many – Young, good players, I think, to blow it all up. And, we d- and next year, all of them are coming back. The players we're losing, the only quality guy that I'm going to cry about losing is maybe Seth Smith. But next year, for no money, he can be replaced. Right. And, and I'll give you the name, Cedric Mullins. Cedric Mullins is going to take Seth Smith's place at the top of the order next year, and he costs nothing. I think, and I think even looking past that, I think Seth Smith, he's only $7 million. I think you might bring Seth Smith back. Yeah, I'll be old. Because... Well, I think you might. What you might be preparing Cedric Mullins for is center field, because Adam Jones' contract is up the year after that. Yeah. Um, and if you want to talk about trading, you you trade if you if you think you can win next year, and I think the Orioles can win next year. The team is built to win next year. Okay. Then this year, if they can't win, you trade away guys whose contracts are up this year. The problem with that is you don't get anything. Hyunsoo Kim, you might get something, a little bit. Seth Smith, you might get a little bit. Another guy I think that you could get the most for if you really want to trade him, and I think they should consider trading this guy if you can't win this year, is Wellington Castillo. Sure. With an option for next year. But sure, you, you, let, you let Joseph finish up. it out and you bring Cisco up. Yeah, so I, I think Castillo should be, could be interested to trade. Smith, Kim, those guys should be interested to trade. You're not going to get anything for, for Tillman, Jimenez, or, or Hart right. at this point in the careers. Now, we still don't have the wild card. There is still a chance to turn this year around. Yeah, and it, if you look at teams, like I was looking at the team just behind us in the wild card is Cleveland. And I just Google searched, Google News, Cleveland Indians. And here are some of the headlines for Cleveland Indians. Uh-oh. Um, do the Cleveland Indians need to address a weak rotation? Sound um, familiar? Francisco Lindor facing an identity crisis at the plate. Lindor being one of the uh, sounds best familiar. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, and there's just a whole lot of like negative Indian struggle mirror those of World Series opponents Cubs. So there's just a whole lot of negative stuff coming out of Cleveland. Then below them is Tampa Bay, and then the Angels. No one takes them seriously. I mean, the thing about the AL. Is it's top heavy, right? Houston is unstoppable. The Yankees appear to be awesome. I'm just well, shocked how good the Yankees are. Boston's good, and and then you have those three teams, and, and that's then it. everybody else. And the problem is that's our bubble. We're we're in this AL East bubble yeah. with Yankees, Red Sox. We have pretty much only played those guys. We've played New York and Boston so much, yeah. That which is the disadvantage to us because they're two great teams, right? Which June, once we get through this series, we get we talked last week about how it lightens up until the All Star break, which is good because we only have one day off between now and the All Star break. Yeah. Um, but that gives us time for Tillman to hopefully figure out what's wrong, for um, uh, Zach Britton to come back, Darren O'Day to come back, hopefully, and get these guys in. That'll hopefully give us some foundation in that. Uh, in that bullpen. Yeah, and so you, it's, yeah, so anyone, and I saw even Twitter handles I respect, like Orioles and Censors, trade, trade Zach Britton, even though he's hurt, and you really can't trade someone who's hurt, but whatever. May, may, maybe they don't, they don't understand baseball enough to realize that. But <laughs> the fact anyone who wants to trade any way these key pieces now is stupid. I feel like I'm talking to a bunch of people who were born in like 2012 and don't realize how quickly a franchise can go south. When you have a window to win, you need to go all in. Next year, like, go all in now, to win, even if you don't now win isn't this that, year. That, now, that's the problem, is we all thought going into this year, the Orioles should go all in. It's a two-year and window, they didn't. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, but yeah, next year is it, so they got to go all in. And and I think they have the pieces, they're, they're going to be bringing back, start rotation is the big question mark, right? But if you bring back Bundy, and you bring back Gossman, and you bring back Miley, um, Gossman hopefully can get his, his, his act together. But Bundy, you know, is going to be good. Miley has, has been impressive. And then you can choose to sign people who are better than Obato and better than Tillman. And with $46 million, you can afford two good starting pitchers. You can. All right. And you can also fill in a, a third baseman there, too, that you're going to need next year. So we're not giving up this year yet. But yeah. we're also not giving up the team because next year still rides yeah. on this so year. So even if we lose every game between now and the trade deadline, you, you, I don't <laughs> trade Britain. I well, don't hold on. trade Manny. Hold on. If, if that happens, then all these guys I don't think are going to be good enough for next year either. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if this team falls apart and loses the rest of the season, yeah. 
basically you're just trying to tell our listeners there's still reasons to keep listening to Section 336 throughout the rest of the season, even Absolutely. after it goes down the toilet. Absolutely. Well, it's also baseball is a long sport. Yeah. And there's a reason that, that it's all teams get hot, teams get cold. 162 games is plenty of time for all that. How much uh, our struggles recently, even though we would still make the playoffs if they started today, how, how much struggles recently do you put the foot of Dan Duquette? For I saw someone saying this kind of rotation's on him for being so terrible. Dan Duquette put this rotation together. How, how much blame do we give Dan Duquette? Uh, uh, for, I don't for think you can. Who, you can. who expected Gaussman and Tillman to be this bad? Right. That's true. Gaussman was supposed to take a big step. Tillman is not the same guy that got hurt last year. And Tillman's shown us years of being a reliable guy. So, no, you can't blame this on Duquette. And they were supposed to be our top two guys, right? Right, yeah. It was supposed to be number one, number two, Gossman and, and, and Tilly, or Tilly and Gossman, however you want to put it, and then Bundy and then Miley Jimenez. Uh, you could anticipate Jimenez being bad, but I yes. felt like Dan Duquette did you the appropriate things. But, but you didn't, yes. <laughs> but Dan Duquette did the appropriate things. He brought in Enoa. He brought in Asher. He brought in all these guys. Um, to right. possibly take Jimenez's spot, but now all of a sudden you need to replace three guys. Well, right. The problem, the problem is Tillman's worse than Jimenez. Yeah. And no one, no one predicted that. Yeah. Do you? Buy and no one predicted Gossman. Be this was always Gossman's next step. Right. But lot, he like jumped backwards. A lot going around the internet last night. Um, oh, the internet. And I tried tried to get a guy on today. wasn't available about Tillman's delivery, and how his arm angle has changed from his release point here to release point here. Yeah, careful, Josh. Sounds like getting nerd talk. Yeah, real nerd talk, and that's my question for you. It makes sense that if he's releasing the ball at, the, at a different spot, he doesn't have control because he's doing something new. Do you think it's as simple as Tillman trying to adjust to not hurt himself again, or do you think he's playing hurt? What do you think's going on? He was. I, he's, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We, as a fan base, didn't even find out that he had this shoulder platelet thing going on. Apparently in December we didn't find out until right before Fan Fest that he wasn't even going to start the season. No, it was, it was after, after it was after Fan Fest. Yeah, yeah that's what was, of January. Right, that's what was crazy. It was a few days after Fan Fest. So I don't think it's beyond a, you know the realm of possibility that uh, he's he's still not healthy, and it, it, he he wasn't healthy at the end of last season apparently. But they they didn't if they knew about it they kept it internal. Nobody else knew about it. Not even the the. Beat repeat reporters, unless they weren't allowed to talk about the beat it. repeaters. Beat repeaters, which is basically what they are. They all repeat each other's tweets over and over and over. Uh, again. Whatever the Orioles say, whatever comes over the little PA, or whenever the there's a pitching box. change, there's a you have to scroll through about five different guys who are all telling me that there's a it's pitching the, change. It's the same on. with the announced attendance. Can't the can't the beat reporters like de- designate one guy who's going to tweet all the updates for like? <laughs> or maybe changes? I should just like start cleaning the. The fat of who I follow. Yeah. I only need one person to tell me all the garbage. <laughs> I, you think they have a little competition on who can get the attendance <laughs> out first? They probably do. I would think they do because, uh, especially ball games like this, it's like, what else are they going to do? <laughs> right. Right. It's got to be boring as, in that press box. As they're muting and blocking all of the negative the trolls, trolls yelling at them to trade Manny and <laughs> fire the Orioles. And you guys, do you guys block any accounts sometimes or mute accounts? Uh, just the guy in Australia. Oh. That's the only guy I have blocked. Oh, I follow him. Do you know how many accounts I have blocked? How many? I don't put up with nonsense. I have 63 blocks. I don't even know how to look up blocks. You have 63 people? 63 blo- people blocked. Wow. I just hear something stupid and I can't even handle it. And so I don't even respond. I just block. Like I, and they're not all sports. Like this one guy. I saw this guy wrote an article today on why you shouldn't go to Chickafila. I was like, you shouldn't go to Chickafila. Blocked. <laughs> I'm not putting up with that nonsense. You saying the Ch- chicken sandwich was not very good? Get out of here! Oh, that's Locked. crazy talk. And then, of course, he got into the uh, Chick Fil A agenda and how he doesn't agree with the agenda, so he shouldn't go Chick Fil A. So I said enough of that nonsense. Blocked. So I, I block people for any reason. I see. I'm trying to find it. I, I, just I know annoyed. I did block I did. somebody once. If you go under settings and go to privacy, you can look at your blocks. Yeah. Just go to uh, so the, settings and privacy. So the oh, way, I've blocked five accounts. So the way you deal with the negativity is by blocking them. Yeah, yeah. So I block a lot of people. Oh, but none of them are Orioles. And it, it makes me feel good. And most of mine aren't Orioles either. Most of mine are actually politics. People try to talk politics on my on my timeline. That and Jason Lacapaca. Don't talk <laughs> politics and don't be a Boston fan posing as an Orioles fan. <laughs> you, you, you have Jason blocked? Yeah, I got blocked. Uh, that's funny. All right, well, we'll block the counts. So, you're right. <laughs> so, as far as Dan Duquette's concerned, how many people we got blocked, Bert? Five. Okay. But, like I said, none of them are Orioles related. They must have just been something Something pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what happens to me. Uh, so, Dan Duquette, 
Is he on the hot seat? Mm, no, no, you can't. I mean, I'm not blaming him. He's got to be at least on the warm seat, though, right? He can't be like. I mean, his pretty. his contract ends next year. I mean, so it's just so he's just it's, he's going to run out and not renew it. You're, you're not as much as as much as this window is. It's with Duquette. You're not going to if you fire Duquette, this window closes on Duquette. Okay, so you give him one more chance. Like this is your window. It's Manny and Buck and Danny. Throw them all together. I think Buck Let's and go. Duquette. Are, are yeah this is their windows if you get rid of either of them the window shuts yeah and then i don't know if buck wants to be a part of a team without manny right because then you're starting from scratch i don't yeah i don't know if buck wants to be a part of a team pass next year who knows right of a rebuild process i don't right. know how much of the blame you can put on dan when this is virtually the same team that was a perennial playoff contender the last few years like, and they're still a playoff per- yeah but they're playing <laughs> like garbage they, they keep are. playing like this they're going down the toilet faster than they, they can keep above 500 I mean, you, you. I think you can put the blame on Duquette because it's not his fault that Manny got his hand slid into, and even before that, he wasn't playing well. Yeah, is he supposed to give uh, Manny Machado batting advice? Well, they've got virtually the orders got no production from the three, four, five guys. Yeah, at all. That's not Duquette's fault. But but it's his fault that he signed Ubaldo Chris Davis to a long term contract or sure. Mark, re-signing Mark Trumbo, and he's not living up to standards. Sure. Okay. Yeah, his fault. His fault. His fault. His fault for not signing Dexter Fowler. Ubaldo Jimenez. His fault for not signing better starting pitchers. Yeah. This yeah. has been an issue not sure. for a year. This has been an issue for the past four years. Sure, sure, sure. Or for the history of the Orioles. And I mean, the- are you every team wants better starting right. pitchers? And then you never know how much is that coming even beyond Duquette. Okay. But all I know is last night I saw on Twitter, again, deja vu, a former Orioles prospect making his major league de- debut, and he was hot fire in Josh Hader yeah. making yeah. his start for the but Brewers. But who, who, did who did we sign Josh Hader for? Uh, Gerardo Pera is who we traded. All right, that was a crap move by Duquette. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was. I thought fail. we sent him in the Bud Norris trade. Oh, yeah, yeah, Norris he was trade. Bud Norris. Which, and Bud Norris carried us into the playoffs yeah, Bud, in see, 2014. Again, that's where people like to go onto Twitter and complain about this guy. But we got Bud Norris, who pl- pitched really well for the Orioles and got us into the playoffs. And I don't want to hear so about he, it because everyone crapped their pants when – Eduardo Rodriguez was hot right. fire for the Boston Red Sox. We and got, now he's garbage. And exactly. And we got Andrew Miller for that, who we needed and got into Josh the Hader makes his starting debut and he's hot fire. Let's talk about it again in a month right. and you, tell me how much hot fire look, Josh Hader still is. You can't is. look back at these trades when the guys already helped you out. You already got what you expected from Miller. You already got what you needed from Bud Norris. Hot fire. <laughs> is that better than a dumpster fire? <laughs> yeah. Josh Hader being hot fire is better than the Orioles' bats going in the dumpster fire. I told you, bats just showed up. That's Hopefully true. pitching shows the up Orioles as well. Orioles decided to make this a ball game in the third inning. At least they didn't wait till like, the seventh or eighth inning. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Aurora Perra was traded for uh, Zachy Davies. Yeah. All right. Zach Davies. Who isn't? That's fine. Uh, any, also has been, been and, decent for them. Right. Anything to bring Perra here who did nothing and you didn't need another outfielder was bad. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, next year, uh, we need a couple starting pitchers. You know who's a free agent next year? No. I th- bet a few pitchers are free agents. Yeah, but you know what former Oriole? Bud uh, Norris? Bud Norris. Jake Arrieta. Oh. Uh, a free agent. There's no way. Uh, there's no way. Union in Baltimore? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey. Bring back all his uh, nightmares. <laughs> like yeah. to uh-huh. Facing his demons, if you will. He's, like strugg- he's struggling already th- anyway this year. Yeah. Hey, uh, being at Nats Park on Thursday and seeing all the banners all over the stadium there, how come a team like the Nationals with mass and money can afford Max Scherzer and we can't? Well, that, I know. Isn't that the great question? That, that, uh, is, that's the irritating That's thing. irritating. we yeah. got a perennial Cy Young, one of the greatest yeah, pitchers and we in get baseball that. right now. Right, and we get their mass and money. And we and our our best is a, a second-year starter in Dylan Bundy who just started pitching last uh, July at the Major League level. Hey, yeah. I meant, meant to ask you. Ridiculous. Do you like how the Nationals in between innings bring out the little DJ? To do games and stuff on the screen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy with the microphone. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. It's kind of like minor league-ish. It's it makes it every between every inning when he's out there, you got something different. Even if it's the same game, it's different uh, people in the stands, so you never know what they're going to do or they're going to say something right. stupid. It's a, or, it's a little better than the bubble cam. Yeah, I'm. I've about had it with the hot dog race and the crab shuffle. It's like let's get something new. I do not like. I agree. I Bring agree. back the coaster cam. I, hey, the coaster I'll take cam. it. I'll take I, anything I but agree. the crab shuffle, the crab and, the shuffle and the hot dog race. Played out. They're videos. It's not like it's anything fun. It's a guy hitting play on a video, and it's a what video is he going to play today? One, two, or three? When you go to as many Orioles games as we go to, 
Those, there's only so much hot dog. The hot dog I, still gets the biggest cheer out of the whole, the whole I know, because they're a bunch yeah. of noobs, and this you, is the first time I've been to Camden York yeah. all season. You know what's better than the hot dog race? The president's race in D.C. and the freeze race in Atlanta. You, you see that tweet I tweeted out, the freeze race? The freeze no, race is no, hot. No. The freeze race was hot fire. <laughs> it was like watching our the video we did back in the day, our with, race in with, Utah. Yeah, with oh, yeah, yeah. It was with very Carter, similar, yeah. Yeah, because this guy was like all cheering and throwing his arms yep. up down. And then the little ice man. Yeah, the freeze, Mr. Yeah, freeze. Flew right by him, and the man's face was shocked, and then he fell. Hey, and he tried yeah. to catch up. they it should pull Carney down on the field of the warning track and let people race him around the warning track. That's way better than even, you yeah, know what? That's true. That's <laughs> even better. if you dress Carney up as a hot dog, anything is better than, than playing a video and triggering for a video. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, uh, video tweets I saw, I also saw, and I don't know if I liked this or uh, I didn't like this. Any other player? I, I, I like that this, this, was this cool. show is just today on Matt's time Twitter timeline. <laughs> no, this is sports related. I didn't tweet this or retweet this. I just saw it. Um, it was Jose Batista. You guys see this Ye- yesterday? Jose Batista from the Toronto Blue Jays. Right, our you favorite. You guys know Jose Batista, our favorite player, the bat flipper, Jose Batista himself. Yep. Walked, and so he, just a normal like he takes a lot of walks. Walk. Yeah. yeah, he walked to first, and then he just kept on going to second. And like the pitcher like caught the ball, walked behind the mound. And Jose Batista just goes all the way to second base. Did he make it? Yeah, he made it because like the pitcher didn't realize it until he was That's at amazing. second base. That's good for him. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. See, I thought that was like a class, like classless jerk kind of move. It's like assumed a, you just go to first. Yeah, unsportsmanlike. Un- yeah, whatever. Like someone else did that. That pitcher didn't have cool. his head in the game. Then I hope he got rocked. And they, and they showed the manager like screaming from the dugout. It was great. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and see that. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, a little update on salary scales here. The um, as far as ranking, the Orioles are ranked number ten in salary, which I think is impressive at 167 million dollars. Yeah. And at, by the way, being ranked tenth in salary, you can afford Manny Machado. Um, go going up to nine, one above us are the Washington Nats. Okay. At 170, and I don't know how when we own them and we own Madison, I don't know how they're spending more money than we are. Except this year we split we split yeah. the Madison Cup with the Nats. Yeah, we own. Yeah, so we split them on the field, but we physically own their like TV rights and. Oh, oh, oh! All this. <laughs> yeah, I, Matt, I thought I, you meant like pwned. We pwned. no, no, like, no they like, have, we have supposed to have more money than yeah. them, but I, I, I no, think I it's in just in a big Scrooge McDuck vault as we're waiting to see if like the lawsuit means we got to pay them back or something. So are, are, if we don't have to pay them back, are we going to be spending like $250 million at the <laughs> yeah. Dodgers? Like a, like a one-year all-in. Buy everybody. $500 million. Yeah. Hopefully it's 2019 and we can get Bryce Harper and Matt. Bryce and <laughs> All this talk about losing Manny and we're signing Bryce and Manny. Stick it, New York. How amazing would that be? <laughs> be hilarious. Except we would still have no starting pitching. <laughs> right. They'd have, right. It'd be a two-man team. And they'd have to play both sides of the infield. Bryce, can you pitch? <laughs> we got we got one infielder, one outfielder. Come at us. Come at me, bro. Yeah, you know I'm post. I'm partial to the coaster cam because I won that coaster cam one time. Co- the coaster that. cam's been retired. Right, yeah, the Six Flags coaster cam. And what was the one with the water? Uh, the bubble cam. No, it wasn't there a splash. splash the splash cam. I don't splash know. cam or something. I don't know. I don't know. I want the cheese. The cheesier, the better. Bring back all the cheesy. Entertainment between innings. Anything that gets the Cheesy fans interacting with it is better than the hot dog race. I even care, like the smile cam, or like, the flex like, cam, or the kiss cam. Know, anything where you show I'll, people doing ridiculous things, I'm all for. I agree with you as those video ones are stupid, but you can't say anything to get the fans excited when the, the only thing the fans get excited for at Camden Yards are the hot dog race, the crab shuffle, and the wave. Love you the know wave. what? Maybe Oriole fans are just stupid. <laughs> They're all He's just now figuring this. They're out. all saying fire Manny or <laughs> trade Manny, fire Buck, fire Duquette, and they like the wave. The next thing they'll do is they'll have uh, video board initiated waves where they pick the section and tell you when to start. <laughs> all right, all right. The worst thing, the worst thing is the the uh, it's not the horseshoe Maryland Live Casino Lucky Row number. That's oh, the worst thing. Yeah, everyone gets excited for that, and then that zero <laughs> pops up every time. Yeah. It's not even like a, wi- a real prize. It's like what? Like a dinner certificate? It's a dinner certificate. Yeah. That's stupid. You you just go over there and play a couple of slots. You get a dinner certificate. Stupid. That's true. They'll give you free stuff over there. But that's not worse than... You know what? I, speaking of uh, the um, the audio booth making sounds, don't when there's no outs and the leadoff hitter is up at the plate... Don't get me, but about charge. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no charge right. for the leadoff guy. You're right. The, you can't charge during the leadoff guy. You gotta have a couple runners on for charge. No, and they they now have the organ playing uh 
playing the little Seven Nation Army. Yeah. And they're, again, they're doing this at the wrong time. Yeah, Trey Mancini taking another walk. He's a professional hitter. He is a professional hitter. After missing a home run by like six inches. He's our best player right now. He's the, sp- he's the shining he's star of the season. But bright I'm, spot. I'm telling you, Friend next of the show. year... Next year looks bright. Bring in Cedric Mullins to help you in the outfield. Like I like that. Diversity. He's, he's exciting. Trey Mancini's got, got a year better. I would say bring in a third baseman, but we really have no other minor league options. Maybe bring Chancisco up. Well, out. and that's where you lose use one of these extra infielders and you figure something out. Oh, Josh, did you see the new reliever that was uh, caught up today? <laughs> Jacobonis? I yeah, yeah I did. Oh, no. I did. I, I did. spoiled I, it. I knew exactly where you were going. Jacobonis. 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 I'm hoping he gets into this game. Just to see what Jacobonis looks like on a jersey. Yeah, apparently he has good stuff. He can hit like 98. He's throwing in the mid uh, to upper 90s. Apparently he's got good stuff. He's he hasn't. Um, he's got an ERA under one. He's been at Norfolk, right? Yeah, he's been killing it. Absolutely killing it in the minors. So hopefully he can keep that up. That's exciting. Another another guy for the uh, Norfolk shuttle. Yeah, the Orioles are really good at bringing up about uh, uh, of making bullpen arms. Yeah, if they could only do that with the starter. What happened with the bullpen arms? What happened to Gabriel Yanoa? He he was, did okay in the bullpen. Then they gave him know a start, him. and then they sent him down, or he got injured after his start, and then he's been down at Norfolk, and we haven't seen him come up. And I'm yeah. surprised as all these other guys have gone up and down. Yanoa, I'd like to see Yanoa get the no, next start over. Uh, Alec Asher, Here, maybe why. over Chris Tillman. Here's why. Here's why. And I was looking at this today. Norfolk tides pitching stats. All right. You wonder why all these guys, right? Where's Chris Lee? We're talking about Chris Lee. Where's Mike Wright? Oh, Where's the, he? Noah? The tides are not very good. Where's right? Aquino? Aquino. Aquino. Also known as Aquino. <laughs> Aquino. I love Aquino. <laughs> Aquino. Um, I always pick Ravens numbers. Gabriel Enoa. Has an ERA of 6.93. Hey, that's like right. Kevin Galsman that's numbers. That's a pitcher's ballpark there in Norfolk. Chris Lee, ERA of 6.28. Aquino, ERA of 5.08. Tyler Wilson, 5.58. Your boy Steve Johnson, almost 7. Um, this is what you're saying? They're losers? Yeah, all of these guys, all the starters are losers. <laughs> They're losers. The losers. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, she's a loser. I mean, when you're calling up <laughs> Logan Barrett, who has an ERA of 5.87 in the minors, you just have no other options. Like, our starting pitching has been atrocious. Has anyone seen Hunter Harvey recently? Uh, <laughs> Hunter Harvey's not throwing, right? <laughs> Isn't he still in rehab? Yeah, he's still in rehab. He had uh, Tommy John surgery. They're saying he could start pitching um, in a couple months. Good. That's cool. Good. He, he oh, be, we'll have him for that 2019. By, by the end of the year, he could be making some starts. Yeah, we'll have him. Uh, right. You know what? I can see Duquette now. Next July 30th. Yeah, we didn't make a trade, but we've got Hunter Harvey ready to come up in a week. So it's basically like we made a move without getting rid of any of our players. Yeah. That's the best kind of move. That's that's Duquette's favorite types of moves. Yeah. It's the in-organization in moves. Vidal Nuno. He's actually been pitching de- decently for them, but he's been coming out of the bullpen for Norfolk. Yeah, so, I mean, that's rough. You would think you throw enough guys at the wall, some of them are going to stick, but so far this year, all those guys, Aquino, Inoa, Wright, Lee, yeah. they've all been bad. Yeah. And, again, you knew that they weren't going to be any heroes, but you thought maybe one or two could, could take the next step. It's just unfortunate they've all been bad because I'll tell you what, it's unfortunate for their careers because if one of those guys was pitching halfway decent at Norfolk, they would be here starting every five days for the Orioles. Right. So it sucks for them because, you know, Buck Showalter does not want to go to Alec, Alec Asher again. You know he doesn't. Uh, right. But no, he was terrible at D.C. To, but he has, he's left without a choice because these minor league pitchers well, And that's the question. Is, is Alec Asher better than those minor league Apparently pitchers? he is. I What's guess. going on? Because everything we heard from uh, the uh, minor league guys – Coming into this new season was everybody praised uh, Alan Mills. And uh, and we got a new pitching coach in Roger McDowell. We got a new bullpen coach in Alan Mills. And ever since those two have come on board, the pitching staff's gone down the toilet, with yeah. the exception of Dylan Bundy. Yeah, I see people calling for Scott Kubal's job. Except as for Wade, Wade Miley's calling for Jack McDowell's job as the pitching yeah. coach. Yeah. But why? Why McDowell? Well, that's what exactly. people should be asking. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, Jerry's the only person asking that question. But I mean, but then you look at a guy like Wade Miley, who somehow they've turned that guy around, do a decent pitcher. 
Well, they, I mean, he's been around a long time. Yeah, I, he, I, I wouldn't credit Roger McDowell and Alan looks, Mills with Hey, he looks success. way better than he looked last year. Yeah, but th- so what? Kevin Galsman and Tillman suck. I, I, I would take them being good oh, yeah. and Wade Miley being worse in exchange if I could have an even trade. And, and Miley has been uh, has been lucky as well. He throws yeah. 90 pitches yeah. by the fourth inning. He, he yeah. gets a lot, of, a lot of walks. A lot of guys get, get get on base, and he's been fortunate that they haven't been scoring. Sure. Getting lucky. Ooh, he's I'm getting lucky. I'm always shocked when they show that, that runners in scoring position Orioles are first in Major League Baseball batting like 300. Yeah. With runners scoring position. But we never get them in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. When you only have 10 options all year, you get three hits. All of a sudden, you're better right. baseball. Yep. Man, break. give me a break. Hashtag. Yeah. Is there any update on Britain? I say this every week. <laughs> Do we know where Britain is? Is he alive? Yes, he's Will alive. Will he pitch again for the Orioles? As year? of last Tuesday, he was not yet to throw on a mound. Right, he was doing the little flat ground game. Yeah. What is this? You can't throw from a hill, but you can throw from, throw from flat it's ground. It's like way harder to throw from a hill, bro. Mm-hmm. You ever try throwing from a hill? Way hard. I would thought if you get a top of a hill, it's easier to throw down the hill. No, bro. Than just flat ground. No, bro. It's the way challenge harder. is throwing uphill. Try throwing from flat ground onto a hill. That's a challenge. That's why that's you got why the they, high ground. Right, that's why they got rid of the hill in Houston. Outfielders having a lot of trouble throwing off that hill. That's true. That's true. Uh, another guy who's playing well. I wonder if this guy's in our future. Johnny Giovatella. Giovatelli? Yeah. What's he? What's he? A pitcher? No, you know he's second baseman. Uh, middle infielder, but he can also float around. He can play shortstop. Can he, he can play third? Can he play third? That's base, my question. On base at three seventy five, bat three ten this year. He's been our best performer in the minors so far. Is Giovatella? I'm surprised he didn't get the call up when Manny got hurt. Yeah, down well, they went with Tejada over Tejada. Yeah. Do we have Tejada long term? He's a, he's been around for a while, right? Yeah, I would imagine because he's been he's on a just, bunch of different teams. Yeah, I can look we, him up, but I imagine he's just kind of signed a minor league deal. We got him for, for cash, year. so yeah. I mean, if he can stick around, I would not mind seeing some more of him next year. Flaherty's hurt, right? Yeah, or dead. I haven't figured that one out yet. Well, I was gonna say because it doesn't make sense why he wouldn't be back up and be the utility infielder unless he's hurt. Because he's hurt. why keep it around this long and then cut ties now? Right, or demote he, him now. Right. He's hurt. Wellington Castillo's back. Got him back this weekend, so that that's yeah, good. Yeah, starting see Sunday some, see against the Yankees. There, starting yeah, Saturday. We want him to play really well, so then we can trade him. That's right. the thing. Because Go, Welly. The problem is all these guys like Tillman and Jimenez, who we could trade if we were sucked, because everyone's looking for a starting pitcher at the deadline. Sure. And so if Tilly was pitching well, he would be an awesome trade bait Yep. Um, if we were losing. But he sucks, and so A, the Orioles suck because of it. B, we can't trade him, so we get nothing in return when he loses. Right. Yeah, but you know when we do trade him, he's going to be awesome wherever he goes. That's just what happens. I really, yeah, and it really makes me wonder if the Orioles start playing well in June with these bad teams, if the guy that they start marketing and calling people about has to be Trey Mancini, a guy who you don't really have room for, who's not making much money, that is hot and probably hotter than he'll ever be in his career. We're going to have to have a killer June and July for me to consider that. Yeah. So you're saying, Josh, trade him so we get, what, another starting pitcher if, or something? If we are trying to win this trying year, win Trey Mancini's the guy to trade. There's no one in your farm system to trade. That doesn't – the Orioles would never – have the Orioles ever done that? Traded a piece that was helping them win now yeah. for a different piece that would help them win? I don't think I they don't would know. trade a current piece they're using because that would mean Buck Showalter would need to play Hyunsu Kim more, and I think Buck Showalter <laughs> right. would never do anything <laughs> yeah. to, to make him play Hyunsu Kim more. That would never happen. Yeah. So, no, I think the, the trade baits, if you're looking at anyone – Cedric Mullins, we said it before, he's having a great year. Yeah, but I don't want to trade him. But he's, that's what the Orioles do. Or he's, he's the future Adam Jones replacement. You know the Orioles, what the Orioles love to do is trade these 19-year-old pitchers that we never heard of that would be great in three years. Right. So, or at least have a, a hot fire opening uh, debut and then fall off the so table. So, Chris Lee, what team you want to go to? No, Chris Lee's too old. He's like 23. Tanner uh, Scott? You gotta, it's going to be some guy you never heard. T- Tanner Scott. Please don't trade. T- I would cry so hard. If they <laughs> He's a friend Scott. of the show too. I love Tanner Scott so much. <laughs> I will cry so hard if they trade Tanner Scott. I will cry myself to sleep every night. Lefty throwing 103 miles per hour. Get out of here. Get out of here. Do not touch him. He's off limits. And maybe one day he'll get it over the plate. Well, he's got issues. He's, he's actually been pitching pretty well. It's like he'll he'll go he'll go three starts with like one walk, and then he'll have one start where he has like six walks. It's one of those deals. He's right, right. A little more consistent. But he's a guy that could be up here by the end of the year. But again, he's a bullpen arm. We Jacobonis, another bullpen arms. We're good at developing bullpen arms. When, when people will we actually develop a pitcher? Then, like we released Parker Bridwell, 
He's starting down there for the Angels. What are you? What's <laughs> yeah. going on? Well, part of, you also got to remember that the Angels stink and they don't play. They're, they're not in as tough a division as us. They're so. a game and a half behind us. Okay, they're still not as good as us. Yeah. yeah. At what point do we just give Aaron Judge the the Barry Bonds treatment and just walk him every time? He's not Barry Aaron, Bonds. Aaron Judge is having an unbelievable year. So yeah. But yeah. he's just did so you guys you can't walk him every time. Did you guys watch the Fox broadcast yesterday? No. Uh, I don't watch the Oriole game. For anymore. one inning, they spent more TV time with the camera pointed in the booth talking to the ladies from Fox News. And then they quickly jump out of the booth to show the ball coming off the bat and then go back in. What were they talking about Fox News? I don't know. The, the Fox News has some new show. The Specialist. I got the ad. It's The Specialist. Huh. I don't know. It's two well, ladies. I watched The Specialist. Actually, I watched the specialist too. I don't from mind. The five it. joined the specialist at five yeah. o'clock. Now the five is no longer five o'clock, which confuses the heck out of me. And then, the, yeah, it's uh, it's two girls, some guy, and then they have two random people on every show. Are I they talking the, like politics or yeah, something? Yeah, politics. Then why are they on the Fox broadcast for baseball? To advertise the Fox News it's news dumb. show, the specialist. It was right. a really annoying broadcast. But they also during that time talked about Aaron Judge and how now that they measure BMI of baseball players, that Aaron Judge, based on BMI, is the largest baseball player ever. Body mass index? Yeah. Because he's like 6'8 and like not fat, all muscle. Yeah. It's funny to see Aaron Judge stand next to Chris Davis. It's, it's funny? funny to see Aaron Judge stand next to anyone. Yeah, but Chris Davis, I always think of like, you know, he's huge, huge guy, don't mess with Chris right. Davis. The big guy. And then he looks like Dustin Pedroia when Aaron Judge stands next to him. Ridiculous. Hey, uh, Parker Bridwell is a guy that was drafted by the Orioles. Yeah. Yep. Along with Josh Hader, another guy that was drafted by the Orioles. Yeah. From Old Mill High School, by the so way. So you're, what you're trying but, to tell us is that we can draft starting pitching. We, we just, just get rid of them before they get yeah, to the majors. Is that where you're going? Them, we just can't get them to the majors. No, I was going to say, do you guys know what tomorrow is? The his, draft. His birthday? It's MLB, draft. Dra- MLB draft day. You oh. see, you see I who's... thought we could break down the MLB, MLB draft. Sure, let's Bird. do it. <laughs> who's your top 10 guys? I really like this kid out of uh, this high school in San Andreas, California. His name's uh, Steve Martin. You know, who's, you know who's representing the Orioles. Who's that? Trip Norton. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, friend I, of the show, Trip Norton. Yeah. He is a friend of the show. I uh, I can't think of any worse job than having to scout baseball talent. Oh, I know. I can. It's got to be awful. Scouting football talent sounds even worse. It's just staying at hotels all the time watching high school baseball. But I feel like football talent is so much easier to well, understand, dissect and understand. Like, yeah, who just runs away from everybody? Watching. Who runs over people? Yeah. Baseball, how do you project who's going to hit 40 home runs in the majors? Right. Or even like the you scout this guy who might be like the best player in California baseball, and you go to see him play, and he has a terrible game. Yeah, <laughs> and I get like pitchers. If you throw ninety-seven miles per hour, you're probably good. But hitters it seems really hard to tell. Like, is there something about their swing, their body type? Like, how do you tell who in five? Because you're projecting like five and six years down the road. Yeah. How do you tell who's going to be good five and six years from now? Well, and that's where maybe you do something. Maybe the Orioles do something like they did with. Uh, Goldsman, where they draft a guy who's already pitching in college. Because we need pitching, and we need it sooner than way down the road. So you get a guy in college, so he's, he's got a faster route to uh, Those guys are just to baseball. Yeah, right, and, right and, for the picking. They're everywhere. You can't walk around without stepping on one. And and, and they did the same thing last year. And, and now this guy, I, I haven't checked on him recently. How's he doing through, through the ranks? But Cody Sedlock, yeah. another guy that drafted last year. And he's moving up quick. Yeah, who now is listed as a, two, a number two over our prospect. Just past your boy Hunter Harvey, <laughs> right? Who can't stay healthy. Um, <laughs> just behind Francisco, and he's another college guy. Yeah. Yep. So let's forget about these high school kids. The Ryan Mountcastle, who I mentioned last week, having a huge year, he was a high school guy. All right. I mean, sure, you can get the high school guys, but go after the college guys because we need some help a little sooner than later, like today. Any of those available today? <laughs> well, we, yeah, we need them today or next year, and no matter who we draft. They're not going to be available today or next year. Right. They're all for that, that 2019 post-Manny or, or new future based on Manny. Yeah. Or even you're like DJ Stewart, who you get drafted in the first round out of college, best college player in, in college. Then all of a sudden he has to revamp his stance and he's going to take another five years from the major. I, I yeah. feel like 2019 is a, is a turning point where we can take one path or the other as the Orioles. Yeah. And it's like 2019. Yeah, yeah. With, and it, and it's it all, the path with Manny or the path yeah, without. It Manny. all hinges on Manny. Mattata. It's all on Manny. It's completely on Manny. If it's if it's with Manny, it's not rebuilding. It's it's you're continuing to try to win. If it's right. without Manny, 
it's complete rebuild mode. Is that fair to say on one guy? Are we putting I mean, too much on Manny? Right I now? would argue that even if we re-sign Manny, it's still rebuilding mode because who you're gonna if you especially if you're gonna pay him four hundred million dollars, who you're gonna put around him? Well, you got guy, all these young guys who are already in the organization. Yeah, who are garbage. I mean, they're not going to be able to uh, supplement Manny Machado and give you a World Series team. Yeah, I mean, you could be looking at a Trout's Angels type scenario. I, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's something that one of these smarter podcasts like Bird's Eye View or Baltimore On should do a little alternate uh, universe right. with Manny, <laughs> without Manny, and kind of present to us what the world will be like. In what, in 2020? With in 2020, with or without Manny. Or someone just build a time machine and just, just get us there, tell us what happens, and then let us know if we're wasting our time or you not. Know, right, I'm sure there's... <laughs> Even being fans of this team. If, uh, if someone could go in the time machine and go to 2020 and the Orioles had not won a World Series yet, would you stop watching baseball? No. Because they're still, I feel like I'm going to live a lot longer past 2020. What about 2030 and no World Series? Would uh, you stop watching for a while? I would probably, I would probably call it quits. Yeah. <laughs> Why waste my time if they have, if they're going to come back and say I got the world, I got the sports almanac from 2030, and the Orioles do not win a World Series uh, before 2030, and then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would definitely stop. Why waste your time? Why put, we put ourselves through all this heartache and and angry tweets and and. I'm angry. I'm flipping it off, or I'm super high, super low. Uh, I'd rather just save myself the trouble. You're gonna take the time machine up to the future, grab the sports almanac, and see Manny Machado on the cover, setting all these records, and then realize that he's a Yankee or like a Colorado Rockies right, or something right. stupid. Yeah, Philadelphia, no Philadelphia Phillies. That's what Adam Schetz tweeted at me today. He's gonna be a Philly. In I, I think. Hey. He, I think he's gonna be a Philly. I think. I think he's. Well, really, I think the Orioles are gonna resign him. I think the Phillies have a higher chance than the Yankees. Yeah. Because the Phillies would probably be ready because they're in rebuild mode now. And that's McPhail. Years, yeah. yeah. They might be ready McPhail, to take this step. And wow. they, they spent money before on guys like Ryan right. Howard. Isn't McPhail who Cliff drafted Lee, Manny? Cole Hamels. Oh, that's a good question. Because uh, I, I feel like those guys, like when you draft someone, you really like you stay attached to that guy. And I'm pretty sure McPhail drafted Manny years ago. Yeah, I did that with fantasy football. I drafted Tony Romo many years ago. And when it came time to re-sign him, I just kept re-signing him because I was too loyal to him. Even though I had better quarterbacks on the roster, I I kept Tony Romo on the bench. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a very similar situation. Uh, You drafted Tony Romo this year. It's going to work out real well for you. If if my uh, television analyst draft, (laughs) yes. Exactly. (laughs) There should be a television analyst draft. But you got to come up with the scoring system and all. I'd take Tony Romo first. Unproven rookie, I'll take it. So did he draft him, Matt? Yes. <laughs> there you go. All right, so you heard it here first, Section 336. Manny Machado will sign with the Philadelphia Phillies. And then you know what Andy McFell also did? Adam Jones trade? Jake Arrieta? Well, yeah, he did, he did all those things. But he also he did all the trades. All the trades. He moved McPhail. to Philly? I mean, um, I can list a bunch of things Andy McPhail did. What he, are you getting well, at? He, he, he signed the most, two, two most important uh, pieces in the Orioles organization. One, Manny Machado. The other one, Buck Showalter. So maybe oh, Buck Showalter oh, yeah. and Manny Machado will reunite in, Philly. in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. And then the Orioles will win the World Series the very next year. No, then the Phillies will win the World Series. Yeah, that's what you and mean, we'll the all Phillies. just be Phillies fans. We'll switch our allegiance. If you could go in the future to 2030 <laughs> and see like pick you know any major league baseball team is going to win like 10 world series in a row. Yeah. Do you now change your fanhood to that team so that you could say I was a fan then before they won? You mean like the I, 10 world series? I would not root for the Yankees, so no. You mean, <laughs> right, you mean like if I knew the the Cubs were going to break the streak, do I go back into the past? Five years before, and start becoming a diehard Cubs fan, so I can say I, I might was gamble there. more. But you'd have to do it from early childhood, because then otherwise everyone will be like, "Oh, you were just a fan five years do ago." I, like, you do I do early. I know still as a little kid in childhood that in twenty thirty they're gonna win like ten in a row? So, like, can yeah. I be on kindergarten saying, "I know they suck now, but twenty thirty I'm gonna be forty years old, and they're gonna be awesome." Yep. And I'm setting this up so my children will have someone to cheer for. Yeah, I mean, I, I will also be a billionaire with the amount of money I bet on the twenty forty Cubs in like nineteen eighty. I mean, I know right now, I have Silas. He's about a month old. Yeah, I know right now that by the time he's twenty, the Yankees would have won more games and more World Series than the Orioles. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent certain. Am I going to make him a Yankees fan, Bert? No, no. I suffer through the Orioles. He's going to suffer through the Orioles. His kids will suffer for the Orioles. It doesn't matter if you win. Even if I knew the Orioles would not win another another World Series my entire lifetime, I would still turn on the Orioles and root for them 
just the same. Matt, yeah, you were born but, in... But I would bet on that other team. You were born in December of 1983. Yes. So, so I, the I Orioles just had just won a World Series. Yeah. I like and to think that I was still there, though, in the mother's womb cheering for the Orioles. But so you're 33 now? The, the yeah. Matt... Going to be 34? Yeah. If they told you the day you were born, hey, the Orioles just won the World Series, but by the time you're 34, they still will not have ever won another World Series... Would you put your allegiance to some other team? The day I was born, I would probably not understand the question. <laughs> <laughs> I might just cry because my diaper needed to be changed. So I don't know how to respond to that question. <laughs> no, my my, no, you, my father you, brainwashed me anyway, so right, I had no really no right. choice. Right, you stick with the Orioles, but you just bet a bunch of money on that other team. I should have just stayed a Don Mattingly fan and, and started rooting for whatever team he was managing. Like I could have been a Dodgers fan. Now he's a Marlins manager. Yeah, I should stick with them. Uh, though what Josh's theory is similar to what I do with DraftKings, I root for the Orioles, but in DraftKings, I pick all the opponents of the Orioles. Sure. Right. I know they're going to crush it in DraftKings. Hello, Aaron <laughs> Judge. Thank you very much. Right. Whatever pitcher's facing the Orioles. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to get a ton of strikeouts, and the hitter's going to get a ton of home runs. Yep. So a little DraftKings, a little fantasy baseball strategy right there. Take your advice from Section 336. Yeah. So, Bert. Bert goes away for a few weeks after this. Quite a few weeks. So I feel like we should give Bert one more with his little special segments. All right. Let's Can we close Bert out this let's week? Let's get little Bert a special segment. Good. Now it's time for another installment of Baltimore Sports in Popular Culture. You know, I haven't done this segment in a while, so I uh, I started watching the show Veep on, uh, upper lip. Whoop, on uh, HBO. Yeah, it's been right. on for many years. Yeah. They won tons of With awards. With the Seinfeld girl. Yeah, the Seinfeld girl and then the guy from Arrested Development. Yes, Tony Hale, who played Buster Bluth on Arrested Development, so we got a little Oriole Spastics connection there. Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who was Elaine on Seinfeld. She's the main character on the show. At the time of the first season, she is the vice president of the United States. It's a zany comedy. It's very funny. I've enjoyed watching it, but I got to the fourth episode of the first season, and uh, I hear this little gem. Uh, let me preface it with uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus' character's name is Selena Myers. And uh, she's being briefed by her counsel for her appearance on Meet the Press. So she's about to go on television. And she needs something to talk about. Right. Filibuster reform. Yeah, hit that hard. Right. You know what we need? We need some normal, regular people stuff. I got an idea. Well, you could talk about how you always get a sweaty upper lip underneath studio lights. That shows you're normal. No, I'm really talking about a different kind of normal, Gary. Oh, okay. Small talk's going to happen at the end, right? Right. Gregory's a Redskins fan. He'll probably bring up football. Football. And I am a Ravens fan, so... Uh, Madam Vice President, how are your Ravens doing this year? My Ravens are gold. And I'll tell you why. Because we have Joe Flacco as our quarterback. Yes, yes. And, um... Well, you know, the Redskins have a great running game this year, and honestly... That receiving core over there, Anquan Bolden, not looking good for you. Anquan? A receiver on the Ravens. Okay, well, I'm not going to remember that. Okay, it's you know what? Good. It doesn't matter. You uh -huh. want to bet a beer that the Ravens will win. Beer makes me so gassy. You could talk about that, about how it always bloats you beer. Aha! Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a cool connection because she is an Orioles fan on Seinfeld. Yeah, that's uh, previously mentioned in one of your segments. That's here. true. Yeah. And here she is on Veep. As a Ravens fan, and she has and ties to Baltimore, went to boarding school or something. Here. And it continues that national conversation, is Joe Flacco elite, <laughs> that everyone <laughs> loves to talk about. Joe Flacco is synonymous with the Ravens. Even someone who doesn't know much about the Ravens knows Joe Flacco. Yeah, and this is this is an episode that aired in 2012 when Anquan Bolden yeah, was, was the dated reference. still on the team. Oh, so. I, thought, I thought maybe he was coming back this year, and you were breaking some news with, with Veep. Yeah, and it f it's filmed here in Baltimore. It, the show's set in D.C., but they film here in Baltimore. And uh, like I said, I just started watching it from the beginning, so I'm sure I might encounter a couple other yeah. Baltimore references. I heard there's a baseball episode coming up. I'm I've gonna thought about get to. watching it. Would you recommend I watch it? Yeah, it's very funny. Okay, it's very Emily funny. watches it. Just... Deadpan, yeah. dry humor. Yeah, uh, it looks funny. The problem is shows like that, I get overwhelmed when I look at like there's five seasons previous. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't have time for that. It's summertime, though. School's letting out. It's a good time to dedicate to uh, some binge-watching. That's right. I'll be doing some binge-watching while I'm in Florida. I'm still going to work. And, and the like, way the Orioles are like playing, winter. I'll be doing more binge-watching than I anticipated. Oh, no doubt. When the Orioles season goes down the toilet, you got to have a television show to watch every night of the week. And, right. Uh, right. If After you have, the first inning. If you have an HBO Go subscription, I'll recommend Veep. All right. This has been Baltimore Sports in Popular Culture. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Pete. A couple uh, comments from the chat room. 
Jimmy joined the chat room. He said Yankees. Per- I'm sorry. No, here we go. Trey Mancini, Chance Cisco, Tanner Scott, and Cedric Mullins for Chris Archer. In the words of Burt Rohde, who hangs up first? <laughs> who hangs up first? Yeah. <laughs> um, th- this is my favorite comment uh, I think I've had here in a while. The emoji train uh, is our version of the wave taking pl- taking away from the show. Uh, apparently, you can click emojis, and there's like an emoji train on the uh, on the live feed. Yeah, I saw oh. I saw that going off it's earlier. Like the version of the of the wave on the show. <laughs> oh, it's, that's cute. And I, some people are just coming to the show to watch. The emoji train, <laughs> not to watch our show. I, I prefer the emoji Distra- train over the wave. Distracts from our show. That's a great comment, Jimmy. Thank you for that. I love the emoji train. I like that. Yeah, the uh, emoji train. I don't have my laptop with me today or else I'd be nah. watching and joining. I probably get But don't yeah. because I'm distracted. I can't even do the show because I'm distracted by the, the emoji the train, emoji train. Right now. Yeah. I got legs popping up. Jake's face just popped up. I don't know how that's possible. Jake's face popped up? <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's part of the face. emoji train. When you hit like, your face pops oh, your up, face and then your up? face pops into a like. Oh, I want my face to pop up. Just click face, the little like Facebook button. is so great, guys. You know hey, my face just popped we'll up. To, we're going to have to put... I only got one pop face. Because you got to hit it like three times. <laughs> oh, my bad. I'm, I'm still learning. I'm not going to be able to do the show anymore. I'm just going to... Look at that wound on Aunt Manny's hand, okay. Manny Machado. You guys take the rest of the show. I'm busy here with this. Were there any more wrap, comments? Any questions? I mean, our, our listeners are always asking us questions. Uh, Jacob says, I've been alive since 1998. All I've seen is bad baseball from the O's. I'm ready for a World Series. He was born in 98? Yeah, we're old. I graduated high school in 98. I know, I know. We're old. <laughs> <laughs> we're old. I thought he was older than that. Yeah. Jacob, no, you're no, a baby. It's, you're older than that. Yeah, it's true. Next year's our 20-year high school reunion. Is it really? Yep. 2018. Did, oh, wait, have you, have you? you? I had, a, I had about 28 in my class. Okay, no, okay. I think it was more like 50. I don't know. I had 47. I think it was, yeah, it was, mine was about that. I had 71. Yeah. 70, did you, did you go to 15 and 10 and no, 5? No, no, none. I, didn't, I don't think we ever did anything. I was the class president, so I was informed that I'm supposed to organize a 20-year reunion. Yeah, that's you how that works. You have because you haven't yeah, you, organized that's, that. That's, that's on, on you. you I mean, I have Facebook friends with them. I see face- what they look like now. Isn't that enough? You got to start a Facebook group called Reunion 20-year reunion. I will. Reunion. I probably will. I don't really want to, but I probably All will. Right, we'll, keep, we'll keep us but, updated on the show. I'll just delineate. Like, when I had to organize the senior prom, I just gave, like, one of the popular girls the job. You know, I just designated all the jobs all right. to people who are better at them than me. So I'll get somebody who's good at organizing a reunion and they'll uh-huh. take care of it. And you'll just show up and try to make sure you look better than everyone else. I'll try not to be as fat as I am right now. Bert. And if I keep sitting in the Delta 360 club, that's not going to happen. Matt, I think you – I don't know if you were around. This might have been one of the weeks you missed. Bert ran into a bunch of people from his high school class and he brought a picture and showed me the picture and said, look how much better I look than everyone else. <laughs> you know they listen to the show, Josh. <laughs> 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 hey, I, it's diff- maybe it's different people. Yeah, you run Josh, into people all the time. Throw me on the bus. Yeah, I, I haven't seen those people since like graduating class. Grade. A lot of guys. All right. Yeah, there were at least all ten right. of us. Quick, let's save the show by kicking it over to the intern for thoughts, corrections, fun facts, analyses. Yeah, he told me he'd be here. Oh. He didn't show again. Shocker. Right. No, I won't see him till next spring training. He's the worst. Lucky, Bert? lucky you, Bert. We we wish you all the best as you head down to Florida, man. Thank you. I hope you'll call in every show. I'll call and in I'm, I'm some shows. I want you to call in from Disney World live. Okay. Yeah. And we're maybe I'll call waiting. in live from Tropicana Field. Remember, right we were promised. Probably not. We were promised a, uh, what did we call our mini 336s? 336 daily. Daily from on board Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. yeah I, want I, would, I want that this summer. Okay. Yeah. No I, fake in it. I want the real thing. Maybe a Tower of Doom call as well. I'm just Tower of Terror. Okay, whatever. Uh, all right. the same. All right. Yeah, go in those Harry Potter lines. Right. I'll probably beat up with our good friend from... Uh, Baltimore Sports Report. Yeah. All right. Uh, make sure you write us a review on iTunes. I haven't checked to see if there's any new reviews this week, uh, but I'll check before next week's show. So go ahead and add to the list. I can read the show next week of new iTunes reviews. Right. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook so you know when we're recording the next show. Yeah, we're a little bit shifty as we figure out all our schedules right now. So follow us on Twitter and Facebook for that. You can follow us on Twitter at Section336Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. You can follow the upbeat, positive, zany Burt Rohde. At Burt Rohde. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and you can follow the button lover, Josh Soroka. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, and please, go O's. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Burt, uh, well, Burt fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.